Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Big Poppy, it is I, Jason Stewart, Chris Black. What's up, bro? How are you? Oh, bro, I just got a nice fucking fade hooked up. I'm feeling crispy, but I've just been taken down a few pegs by some um, unfortunate one-two punch of content I just viewed on the uh, Instagram application. Okay, so this is uh, how long on exclusive you. This is they shaped they shaped your hair into into a masterpiece. Exactly. You know they took they took your one millimeter of. <laughs> of hair and brought it down to 0.5 millimeters so that must be looking pretty crispy i mean you know the vibe bro you know what they you know how they do it in burbank shout out to big o i was getting ready for this podcast you know doing a little clicking a little surfing a little emailing and i'm you know i'm I'm scrolling through the instagram the popular instagram application i'm hit with an advertisement for uh, a brand called outdoor voices that you may have heard of and (laughs) it, it is a video of a rollerblader like a like a I'm grinding a rail rollerblader hitting the quarter pipe exactly so I see that I I throw up in my mouth then I keep scrolling and then I I notice that Diet Prada has released their own line of neon signs for your house that say <laughs> I'm not kidding that say Prada or Nada girl power um and j'adore like what the fuck dude that's about as bad as it gets that is that, as bad as it gets. That, that, that eclipses any content that you just mentioned from outdoor voices i don't i no longer care about that it's a decent enough gamble to try and see if the the inline skate rollerblade i, I actually agree because the guy the guy is also very good looking so i feel like they found a ringer they did everything they could it didn't it didn't um implore me to purchase any um outdoor voices shout out to ty my girl um but mm-hmm. uh i i do gonna miss ty but so that, okay so so diet prada hold on I, you know what jason i'll pull up the i'll pull up the motherfucking i'll pull it up right now and read you the little signs um new year new project so excited to announce our first ever collab is dropping today an exclusive collection of led neon lights with yellow pop it includes some of our our favorite pop driven phrases from the fashion vernacular and the pre-order sign up is now open so prada or nada girl power uh their little logo j'adore tray chic bellissima this is crazy dude this is fucking crazy you thought podcast merch was bad how about your fa- how about your favorite virtue signaling instagram account nothing's worse 
So, well, you said it's a LED neon sign, right? So that I guess that means it's not an actual neon sign. Yeah, it's the sign. cheap. It's the fake shit, too. You can't even get the real shit, Diet Prada, you little broke ass. So it's Diet Neon. Exact. Damn, TJ didn't have to do it that hard. The, ship, the shipping and handling of neon, you know, it's a very fragile glass tube filled with gas. You know, it ain't going to happen. Could you imagine going over to someone's house to potentially start a new life with them? See how that works out. <laughs> And they to got potentially the, start a new life with them, and they got the fucking, they got the Diet Prada Jador sign up. You know, in, it, honestly, in the, in the bro, this, look, this looks like some. This looks like the type of people that get their, you know, that get their design interior design inspiration from, you know, like Alfred Coffee or Cha Cha Matcha. Shout out to Cha Cha. We know you're listening. Alfred, fuck you. Suck my dick from the back yeah, and the f- side. Fuck Alfred, but Cha-Cha, if you want to send over the 12-pack, you just let me know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Jason yeah, yeah, yeah. likes oat, oat, but I don't want those calories, so just let me know. I'll take whole. Uh, but yeah, so you know, it makes you wonder, like, if you were to go over to someone's house, uh, a partner to start a new life with potentially, and you have to see if you guys are you know, compatible in the bedroom, so to speak, mm-hmm. would you be able to maintain an erection and achieve sexual completion <laughs> if the room was lit <clears throat> only by the diet neon sign? Are you saying that you put on the new Jasmine Sullivan record and you're getting down to business and all you can, the only way you can make out the, the curves <laughs> are, are from the, the beautiful, the beautiful pink light of the Jador diet product, yellow drop collaborative neon sign. Yeah, it is. It is no longer candle lit lovemaking. It is, it is Prada lit lovemaking. And I'm not talking about the Prada Marfa, Texas sign in the living room on Gossip Girl. I'm talking about the terrible. <laughs> Dire product collaboration going on here. This is honestly really, it's like, it's gone too far. Like they need to be stopped. I mean, also their, their entire day yesterday was posting about Tom Brady being a Trump supporter, which is like, Mm. look guys, I, we all know Tom Brady's a fucking narc weirdo, but also that's not your beat. Like you you literally call out like Zara for ripping off an independent designer, which is fucking boring (laughs) too. But, like, we don't need you posting a picture of Tom Brady with a MAGA hat in his locker. Like, you don't even know what football is. Remember the early days of Diet Prada when it came out and you're like, oh, this could actually be something? And so quickly did it turn terrible. Well, it's it's loser energy. You know, it's loser. It, it's, it's when you're mocking an industry that you couldn't make it in, it feels, mm. you, you feel too mad. It doesn't feel fun or funny. And it's too earnest. It's like not there's nothing clever about it. You know? Right, right, right. Like like the the gossip websites, the fashion stuff, the Just Jared, the TMZ, the what's the what's the pink haired guy? Are you talking about per- Perez Hilton? Uh, yeah, yeah, Perez. Like all those people, they at least kind of they, it was it was loser energy, but they were in on the joke. They were having fun. They were celebrating things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't from this like dark place. And I know that that's kind of the point of Diet Prada is to call out. But if you devote your life to the call out culture, then you know you get to die, and then on your gravestone it says "was good at exposing the haters" or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's really great at exposing. Um, that you actually stole that button from an independent <laughs> designer, and we're going to need to let you know that H and M is bad. Mm-hmm. And if you're um, going to call it out, at least do it. You know, you know, put your own spin on it, make it fun, make it interesting. 
I mean, I guess a lot of people think that it is fun and interesting. I guess we our, our taste levels are just different than the average diet Prada enjoy. I just think it, I I don't know. I just think it's tough. I mean, look, I understand wanting to monetize your business if you spend a lot of time on it and trying to you know make money off of all these followers you've garnered. But it's like that's not. I got two point like, five million. That's kind of crazy. No, it is crazy, and, and that there's not that's nothing to shake a stick at. But it's like, why would I want to? Like, imagine wearing a Diet Prada shirt and being like, I, this is what I want to, like, represent. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what I mean? It's like, what, what do you represent? This is the signal that I want to boost in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's like, it's not a great, <laughs> it's not a great band or like your favorite restaurant. It's an Instagram account. I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem, um, it doesn't seem like something I would necessarily want to represent. Yeah, we know that, Chris. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I there are very few brand names I would, I would put on my chest. Remember the Bape guy? Nigo? No, remember the guy that would beat people up that were in line? Oh. <laughs> that guy was Yes, you talking about banging on my chest guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, banging on my chest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He was probably, you know, he was the last person who was ever going to do something so cool as that. I know. It, that's That stuff won't exist anymore. That's why the future generations are just going to, you know, wh- whatever we think a snowflake is now, you haven't seen anything yet, brother. Damn, I- what, what is more delicate than a snowflake? I forgot about begging on my chest. That's what y'all is. I forget, that's what y'all be. I forgot about the begging on my chest guy. What a legend. Just such a cool guy to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. This is, I grew up dressing back when it was something, something. Now it's just people whose dad is an entertainment lawyer and they they need Supreme or else they're going to throw a temper tantrum. You know, no one is going to show them about the pains and the struggles of the real world. So this random juice head going around and knocking a shopping bag out of the hand of a of a 16-year-old while their mom yells at them, you know, challenging strangers to fight them, beating up construction workers on Delancey Street. It's cool. The world needs more of that, you know. You need to get you need to get chin checked. You need to get bopped on the nose by a man who can easily kick your ass sometimes. We and I don't know if people are going to really do that in the future. They're not. They're not. But, you know, at least we got to live through it, Jason. Mercifully, we got to live through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got bopped on the nose sometimes. Maybe I liked it. I didn't. Maybe is the only way I can achieve completion. I didn't know you ever got bopped, King. I thought you would be doing the bopping. Bop come and the bop go. <laughs> it's a, yeah, the, the door, the bop door swings both ways. I, that's true. And, that's true. you know, a good, a good bopper knows that one day the victim of the bop, the boppy, will look back and be like, you know what? I needed that bop on the nose. I was being a dumbass. I needed to get my life together. So are you, loser. I just want to make sure this is, this is you giving me consent to bop you when you get out of line or I need to, I need to kind of get you going. Yeah. You, I, I, I give you consent to bop and you bop me in your own ways, but I'm saying if, you know, a, a gentleman's suggestive bop does not cut the mustard, you need to do something with a little, a little more horsepower. You need something that'll leave a mark. Vroom, vroom, bitch. Metaphorically speaking. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, I, I, I would never leave a mark physically because that could damage our bottom line. If, if you, if you got a broken nose from Big CB, you know, it would be, it would just be. It wouldn't damage my bottom line. W- you well, know what? one, one thing Big TJ loved to do, <laughs> settle out of court. 
Mm-hmm. Bitch, your your little ass has never settled anything in your life. You never been. Chris, to court. we don't need to run this thing up the flagpole. I think we can get this done today. We're we're all adults here. You know what I mean? <laughs> sit down. We can get this sit down, down today. I'll, I'm gonna say a number. I'm gonna say a number. No, you don't say it. You slide you look it. You at slide it, it. Slide it. You slide it on a piece of paper. But I will, of course, be with legal representation, and uh, you know, I that I, I don't enter the room without my my lawyer, as you know. Yeah, yeah. I I do not look forward to staring down your high-powered seersucker suit-wearing southern <laughs> southern lawyer. Um. So I see here, Char- Charleston Law Man, Jason Stewart, aka mm-hmm. Them Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, then, then, we're then gonna, you take the then you take the glasses off the bridge of your nose and kind of massage your head. I do need a, a lawyer that's like a southern, like a joke, like from a from like Steel Magnolias level southern lawyer. That's a good idea. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the courtroom has to be very hot. All the windows are open. Yeah, oh, I love that. Very hot courtroom windows open, all wood, but it creaks a lot. Please believe the jury is fanning themselves with uh, yeah, please, with evidence. You better, <laughs> you better believe that the jury is fanning themselves with the local newspaper. The bailiff um, is forced to whip up a batch of his famous sweet tea. <laughs> May I approach the bench, Your Honor? I am quite mm-hmm. parched. Um, Permission to quench, Your Honor? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Permission to quench. Everybody stop. Take a little break. Have a sip. We'll get right back to it. Um, this is the case... Chris Black versus them jeans. We'll get right back to it. Um, <clears throat> okay. Well, on that note, we we actually have a Southern guest today. Thank God. Friend, not only a friend of the show, but a friend of Jason and I individually, and also a member of mm-hmm. a, a a very esteemed, important uh, group chat uh, that we're all yeah, part some of. Some people might call it a, a text, an SMS based brain trust. It's not. I would agree. It's not a venture venture fund. But it's not not, you know? Exactly. The, the ideas that come from that, uh, you know, it serves as, as our writer's mm-hmm. room, as our think tank, as our board meeting. Um, his name, I'm his the name only is- person in the chat room who isn't a paid creative director. You know, it's pretty hot. <laughs> It's pretty hot. Um, so, so yeah, his name is David Cho. He's literally done everything from the All and the Ringer uh, to working with Justin Timberlake and assorted other brands, funds, you name it. He can claim mm. it. Young Asian, uh, young Asian and famous. Yeah, I think he's. He think he's a thirty under thirty or something like that, isn't he? I, I'm sure he was. Yeah, I'm sure he's older now. Not to be confused with David Cho, C H O E, the the cursed yet beloved street <laughs> artist. Yeah, no, we don't. We will never have any street artists on this show. That's my, I, and I guarantee it. There's only room for one on this show, and that's Big T. <laughs> that's right. You know, Big. Big this T- is where I insert the sound of a burial-like spray can shaking. <laughs> I was hoping it was just going to be you chatting with uh, Shepherd Fairy, but that's fine. We can do the spray can, I guess. Um, all right, let's give let's give Obey Giant David Cho a call. Cho Bay. <laughs> Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients 
and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> how long gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are... So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash howlong. Nice. We happened to be talking about street art, and Jason called you um, Chobay Giant. So that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys talking about my original art that went in uh, Facebook, which made me $600 million? Uh, exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly what we're talking about. We didn't want to spoil the surprise for our, for our listeners. Um, 
Yeah, we just wanted to make sure that the first time, last times listening would would not be confused as to which uh, Korean American icon we were speaking with today. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to be the first guest on the podcast who's heard an episode before. You know, like I, I've actually. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> this guy, uh, damn. Uh, Cho's com- Cho Bay coming in here fucking firing shots, I, Jason. I don't- I, Listen up. Cho Bonnie, this is not an open <laughs> mic for you to try out your new bits. I yeah, truly, look- <laughs> I truly believe that I'm here as the how long gone ombudsman of sorts, just to kind of like temp, like just keep everyone in check. You know, like I understand, like. Chris mm-hmm. likes to make fun of Jason for call, calling him Big Bird and shit like that. I don't think us mm-hmm. listeners love it. You know, it's like <laughs> stop, bu- stop bullying, stop bullying Jason. You know, I mm-hmm. think is 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 step number one. You know, hashtag free TJ. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like always making fun of him because he can't read. We know he can read. He's very active on our text thread, so I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> I don't you know. look. I would never say Jason can't read. Jason says he can't read. And Big Bird is a, that's a term of endearment for me, personally. <clears throat> I think that's a nice thing for me to call him. And I think it's caught on with the fandom, actually. <laughs> so, and, and that's the that's the beauty of, that we can just make that happen. You know, I can just will that into existence. It's something that. Well, I mean, that that is your special. I mean, did you, did you name Yeo? No. Uh, that's too bad. Wait, he made that himself? Of course he did. Yeah, of uh. course he did. <laughs> Yeo's gonna be so mad that I've been on the podcast before him because, like, oh. I had the gall to ask, right? I was like, Chris, when the fuck mm-hmm. am I gonna be in the podcast? But like, Yeo's too polite, you know. Well, Which unfortunately, the squeaky since... wheel gets the grease, as they say. Yeah, Truly that's true. Here I am, greased up. I'm, I'm the mm-hmm. gate. I am the gatekeeper of of the how long gone. Guest well, Jason list, always so. told me I could come on, and then you were the one that was always like very adamantly <laughs> against it. A little bit of pushback from his yeah. end, huh? I like to look. I like to have fun with the people I love. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can't, of course. You know, you you, you can't give you everybody what the they ones want. you love. Exactly. And all- also, one thing you should know: whenever anyone says, "Hey, I should come on and do the podcast," I always say that, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Chris is Chris is the one that actually. Yeah, uh, like, well, of course, I got to run it by Chris first. You know, we are. I like to think that I, you know, in some ways, I was the first guest. You know? Wow, wow. Cho really reaching here, but I'm going to let him have it. Well, speaking of street art, my man is side-busting at any opportunity he can get. <laughs> Jason? Well, it's good, you know, because Chris has sort of, you know, normalized calling me things like Big Bird. It, it ha- He is right to say that it has caught on positively. And now, luckily, because of that, there are many um, 23-year-old PR people whom I've never met who love to just DM me and say, Hey, Big Bird, question for you. What's up with that uh, freaking meatballs recipe you posted four weeks ago? Exactly. Oh Can you God. send Wait, me the they, recipe? Are they shaming you? or No, no they just... It's no, they are using it as a term of endearment, but okay. it is... I've heard more endearing words. Well, I mean, I also, I fought TJ a lot too. Cause like, I remember when Chris really was pushing to make TJ happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and look, and I was, look what happened, Joe. Chris always uh, wins. Don't forget it. I've, you know, I, I'll, I'd be lying if I didn't say I dabbled in a TJ here and there, you know, on the thread, but <laughs> I try to go out of my way to say Jason, you know, or I, jeans. I, I think I only call him Jason in, in professional settings. And even then, I think I slip up. What was the? I'm actually curious. What was the context for how I was introduced in the intro? You guys have already recorded it, right? Oh, or have you? We can't. 
We can't but tell I mean, you it's that. Like, but how, how, am I, how you am like I to framed chow? within the context of <laughs> Wouldn't this Wouldn't he fucking... like to chow? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as a person who's lived with this name for uh, 37 years, I'll be honest. <laughs> this isn't hot fire as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the, uh, the white people deciding to pun my last name... Not that hey. original, Jason. Hey, this is hey. what I expected from Chris, not you, Jason. Lukewarm fire. At not best. from you, Big Bird. Big Bird, okay. I got. I mean, look, I, j- j- the we just introduced you kindly as a as a as a member of our of our uh, think tank and brain trust, and um, yeah, we spent we spent the better portion of the intro talking shit on Diet Prada. Uh, it's an Instagram page. Oh, but interesting. We, what was the yeah, what was the Diet Prada take? I they've know released, your guys' opinion, but they've re- they've released a, a a new collection of LED neon lights uh, that just really sent me spiraling. Is this a joke or is this real? real. No, this is real. It's the craziest. Uh, shit. It's so bad. It's so bad. I mean, but everyone needs to make money. You know, it's well, that's like, what I, that's actually what I said. I was like, "What else are you going to do?" I guess because you you have this giant Instagram account. Like you you don't really serve any purpose like in a real way. Like you're not a source for something. You know what I mean? You're you're like yeah. regurgitating content that people that you find. And yeah, you gotta make money. If you have that many followers, I guess the only thing to do is to make merch, right? Yeah, I mean I think it's it's interesting. It's like you the people that we know because we have friends who we respect who like like diet Prada. You know what I mean? Like they like Yeah, and if you're listening, if you're listening now to the podcast and you respect Diet Prada, go ahead and log off. Uh there's other podcasts for you out there yeah smash the unsubscribe button please <laughs> yeah please smash the unsubscribe button please one star ratings only <laughs> <laughs> please give me a um, one star so the take was sort of like diet but you guys thought it was okay they were making the lights or not i guess it's not no. that interesting podcasting no. to like well, recap no, what you just said no what i was <laughs> well no actually this is this is the question though to me it's more like the fact that they did sell merch and i've actually seen people wearing like the t-shirt in public and i'm like who why what would you what is that representing? Like, if I wear a band shirt, it's because I like the band. You know what I mean? If I wear mm. a restaurant shirt, it's because I like the restaurant. So what you're saying, you like an Instagram account that, uh, you know, found out that somebody stole a design? Like, that's not – why would you want to, you know, say <sighs> that in the world? I can answer that question, Chris. It's a good question. I, I think it's so you can find your quote-unquote tribe out in the streets. You're signaling that, hey, I'm this type of person. I'm a Prada girl. Well, no, you're a diet Prada girl. Just to be clear, Prada girl is a different person. Prada girls, Prada girls we approve of on this podcast. A, diet Prada difference. girls we do not yeah. approve of. Yeah, that is correct. This, but, you know, if, if you Prada for you, Chris. <laughs> wow, Cho, don't don't flex that hard. For listeners at home, David Cho showed us that he's wearing a Prada sweater and it is a very nice sweater and I'm sure it's worth a lot of money. Some casual casual. David yeah. actually does. You know, it's interesting because Cho is a, a BTS behind the scenes, not the great group <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, guy. But, you know, Cho, mm-hmm. and as Jason can attest, Cho stay dripping, does he not, Jason? Cho really Cho really do be dressing. Cho well, really I, do you, be dressing. You guys know that I am Asian, so it's kind of, it's in my blood to say <laughs> I would least, never, so. I would never say something like that, but I understand the sentiment that you're trying to get across. So, Cho, I, are you saying most Asian guys dress really bomb? Oh, no, no, no. I think it's more that we are, uh, there's this, there's an ingrained genetic thing that makes us sort of more likely to purchase brand name products rather than a casual Uniqlo cashmere sweater. I felt the need to buy what one. An amazing, what an amazing preamble that was to I tell mean, us that Asian like designer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of China or not, but. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So you're you're seeking a different type of validation than the average bear is what you might be saying. 
I'm not too proud to say that I, too, find uh, a sense of fulfillment from material goods, like many others. Most people listening to this podcast would probably fit into that same category, as well as most people in our lives. Yeah, yeah. The true. people who listen That's to this true. podcast call them Johns, though, which I am not interested in No, doing they don't. That is not, that, you're thinking of a different podcast? We don't Wrong use the term. Podcast, honestly, buddy. you guys are it's, – it's two sides of the same coin, guys. Come on. Let's I've never real. said the word – I've honestly never said the word Johns in my life. I, I, I really, like I really, really, Mr. Shooter? <laughs> Shooter's different. That's cool. As a as a person who already knows the vibe, are we sure about that? <laughs> oh my god. I've been saving so many Chris related comments for the podcast and I haven't used them on the thread. That's good. The listeners reason. will absolutely love it. Yeah, the listeners love it. But I do think it This you know this is all part of my Justice for TJ movement. The, justice for <laughs> Justice for TJ is never going to come because I still run this podcast and I'll make sure to I'll make sure to rub his big beautiful nose in the dirt whenever I get a chance. I'm the only one who's got the new clear codes though so cho you you're not you're not above getting pulled and neither are you chris i can cancel this episode whenever i want to that's fair you do have the nuclear codes but i cho <laughs> what do you what do you feel so dri- drawn you know because we all love designer cho and that's you know that's something that i think that, that we can agree on but you know you you really i feel like you wear head you're like wearing head to toe designer most of the time that's not i mean that's not true cho you're wearing a Prada sweater to lounge around the house. I would never. I, well, I went to go get a cold brew, too, because my How Long Gone Mud cold brew has not yet arrived as, as part of the VIP seating pack. Nice. But I'm excited for it, to say just the to least. Be clear, just to be clear on the How Long Gone Mud, it is actually a snap-chilled process. It's not a cold brew. Um, I'm not but- a big caffeine or a coffee guy, so you know, I, I respect whatever you do, and I trust Jason implicitly. Mm, thank you. Why the fuck you trust Jason? What's Jason got to do with this? I'm talking. Uh, I don't know. You, did you have anything to do with the making of the coffee, Chris? I know you more like said it. I know, I know you CC the email and Jason's kind of like really working the product, you know? No, we did do, we did do a tasting though. We did do, we did do some tastings. Listen, so Cho's, I love, I love just saying I'm, I might have more of an active palate in the food and beverage demographic than Chris does, which is you no do. shade to him. No, I trust Jason. I trust Jason with all food related stuff. I, I don't, I don't, I do also any- have to kind of taste all of his meals as well in case one of the people that <laughs> Trying to take him down. I mean, Jason, you're really living up to the big bird name by that sort of uh, he's the, kind of he mama is the, bird feeding situation. It was more it was more of the king's taster. Yeah, he's know, the and, king's taster. Yeah, he's the king's mm-hmm. taster. If they bring out a pad thai. And Chris is my Chris is such a king, you yeah, know what They I mean? bring out a pad thai that looks a little funny. TJ's having a slurp <laughs> first, that's for sure. Chris, are you always podcasting from bed? Like, is that your yeah. general MO? So, like, you have guests on who don't know you, who don't talk to you literally all day long from 6 a.m. to... We don't leave the camera on. But I, I do my best. I, I can't sit at a desk. Like, I just oh, can't yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a sofa guy or a table guy, but I, you know... The bed podcasting is very weird. And, like, I can't imagine, like, when you have, like, these people who don't know you on, you know, how they feel about this said, intimate we don't, setting. We don't have, we don't have the, yeah, I get it, man. We don't have the camera on. We just left it on. Is it okay on. that we left it on, Jason? I guess this isn't interesting. Yeah, it's okay. But also, but also, Cho, you're lucky that this guy's wearing a shirt. Sometimes he will pull up bare chested. Yeah, if it's dead summer for the guest, nobody's again. It's like no, it's not on. I'll do it for Jason. Jason's look. Jason's got his little shit zipped down. Oh yeah, very just great look. I haven't seen Jason in in a second though. It's so weird because it's like we literally 
Have you, you guys follow me on Instagram? I'm all over the grid. <laughs> well, listen, we all saw your thirst trap a few weeks ago and all commented immediately. The number of comments <laughs> in like I saw that post like 13 minutes it had been live and the comments were just were just dripping. Just like everyone just so excited. It was like somebody about pulled a-, a Vegas style slot machine, huh? And it was just going <laughs> It is weird that, you know, like, obviously, we have a very active communicate line of communication, the three of us and, and our friend James, Yimmy Yeo. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen Jason's face. I saw Yimmy when we, uh, when we were shooting the stuff, uh, for the inaugural, or for Stacey Abrams. I saw you, obviously, at Mr. Chow's just a scant two weeks ago for a great meal. But Jason's face, I haven't seen in real time in so long. Well, you know, I've been really kind of quarantined. I've been real strict about my quarantine. So. <laughs> Unless you work at a sweet green, you're probably not going to see me. No, no, no. Jason has been taking quarantine very seriously. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's really he's not going anywhere. Um, yeah. he's kind of checking in. He actually calls Gavin Newsom personally on his cell phone to let him know if he's leaving the house, just to make well, sure. I know, it's I know cool. Jason is exclusively going to Four Seasons hotels during this quarantine. I, I feel like I, that's the only correspondence I see. Just really racking up those Four Seasons guest points. I'm trying to I'm trying to be like you guys, you know what I'm saying? Well, the Four Seasons does have uh, amazing safety protocols, much like Delta Airlines. So Jason's kind of just obeying obeying his thirst, if you will. <laughs> is is he obeying his thirst? <laughs> is that, should I? On my flight to Hawaii in a few days, I will be sipping on Spritite. So don't worry, I will be obeying my thirst. Unfortunately, I'm forced to take Hawaiian Airlines instead of Delta, so. I will be coming home with a novel coronavirus. How is your <laughs> how's your Hawaii how's your Hawaii bod coming? Not great from what I've seen. I've been sending Chris um three times a day shirtless selfies <laughs> and he he has not much progress has been made. I mean I I probably have lost in the last two weeks, I probably lost four pounds. Which is Wait, not so bad. That's not no. That's not bad. I mean, you don't have that much to lose either. You're pretty skinny to begin with. You're 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 a little. Oh, I mean, he could lose fifteen. Probably. I don't what know. Do you think it's like, losing? but but like Jason losing four pounds is like you or me losing like half a pound. Like that guy is just he can carry it so well. You know. Well, it's just the, like, the problem is like the the weight that I you know quote unquote need to lose. You know that is debatable, but the weight <laughs> that I need to lose is the is the very last pounds on me and those. You know, as Chris knows, I'm sure those are the hardest pounds to lose. It's true. <laughs> Did you guys ever talk about Chubby Chris or no? Does that ever come up on the pod? I haven't heard it every come, episode. It, it, it come, the Chubby Chris comes up in everything I say because it, it unfortunately clouds my vision and uh, ruined my life and scarred me forever. So, yeah. It, it, it forged you into the man that you are today. Well, you know, speaking of, guys, I try A level-headed, so- grateful man who is selfless. I'm, I am. I give and I give and I give. Um, I did try. Could we, could we put pictures of uh, Chubby Chris in the show notes, please? Just want everyone to be able to see what I've seen before. <laughs> just, to, just to be clear, David, we don't have <laughs> show notes because we're a podcast for real ones mm-hmm. yeah we have a we have text-based notes i used a new uh fitness apparatus this morning guys i'm proud to say i took my virgin trot on the peloton treadmill oh wow <laughs> treadmill not bike. virgin trot that's right it's got a it's got a 32 inch monitor um for and it was it's honestly Ooh, it's a motherfucking too big treat. of a screen to like be in, right in front of your face like how it like that seems low-key like yeah too I, much. I might i might i might fuck around and forget to run or forget to stand or forget to no it's it's i, I kind of thought the same thing it looks visually like when you walk into the room it looks pretty intimidating but once you're trotting you're fine 
Where did they have the uh, the Peloton uh, treadmill? Is that is that at your current hotel situation? They have it. Yeah, there's there's two bikes and the treadmill as well as the mirror. They have two of the mirrors. Have we given a, an on air shout out to the the hotel you're staying at and the and the hospitality they provided you yet? I just want to make sure we're getting all the shout outs out of the way. The James Hotel in Hollywood has provided me a lot of great hospitality show. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, but the the best part and what I've I've learned about Los Angeles that is absolutely crucial to living here and show used to live here, so you know, is that having a parking spot has has added years to my life. Oh, did you not have a parking spot at the other place? No, it was street parking. Oh, that's fucking trash. I know. That is and fucking he was, And he, was, and he was right on Franklin, right by UCB and all those places. So there's nowhere to park anyway. So you're really screwed. And it's all residential. You got the Scientologist keeping an eye on you. Yeah, right you, do, you, do not, you, you do not turn around in the Scientologist parking lot. Chris, did you, have, uh, did you ever dabble in Sci-Tai? No, but you know what, Cho? I'm pretty, I, I'm susceptible to that. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, I think you're probably the closest out of the three of us to touch. Yeah, you've to touch you've, Scientology. Yeah, I give was, us. A, I was rec- I was recruited once, but were I didn't you? Let them. Which which which? Yeah, when I was when when I was yeah by, when by I was Masterson young, or who? Did Masterson try to bring you in, bro? This is before I became best friends with Danny Masterson. This is way before <laughs> I, I I blew up in the Hollywood. Was it scene. at Was it at Intelligentsia or? No this this was literally like I was 21 years old didn't have two nickels to rub together you know i was trying to figure out was i going to spend my last 20 bucks on my dinner or a a pack of cigarettes and a six-pack i was just at some random house party and a very attractive girl approached Mm. me started chatting me up and i was like this she said i'm sorry sir do i recognize you from the britney spears video or is that (laughs) are you the strokes tour manager i can't remember which one you are Okay, first of all, let's not let's not put that kind of uh, let's not put that kind of disrespect on Ryan Gentle's name. Uh, just to be he got clear. fired. Actually, he got fired. So shout out, shout out to the new management. Mm-hmm. Um, I also it was an Avril Lavigne video, I believe, not a Britney Spears video. Both. Wait, was it both? Were you in a Britney video too? Yeah, every time. You were in every time with the Stephen Dorff. Mm, yeah, me the and gods. Dorf, we, Dorf and I smoked a couple cigs. It's no biggie. Is that true? Is that true, Jason? I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I lent him a couple parleys. It was a tough set. You know, there's a couple shots that required his all. He had to throw a vase against a wall. Dorf left first, it all. Tr- first, you get one shot with that, bro. That's a good point, actually. That's a lot of pressure on the Dorf man. That was a tough look for him because he was like, he was coming off that video, plus he had that Coppola movie, and he was like, oh, this is going to finally be the reign of Dorf. And it just really never, it really never came together. I don't think anyone ever thought Dorf was going to have a reign. It, honestly, it doesn't matter for Dorf. Dorf is like a certified hot legend forever. He can do no wrong. I don't know if that, I think that probably doesn't bode well for mm-hmm. his bottom line, but he is forever cemented as a cool guy in Hollywood. He will, he will like. come in and out of Vogue throughout his entire life, but he will always be there and he'll always be cherished for being a hottie. He's kind of like a male version of juicy sweatpants, you know? <laughs> you're always going to, you're always going to take a peek if one walks by, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Fellas. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> shout out to shout out to shout out to the, ju- the the juicy parade collaboration for sending me the whole set. Just to be clear, I was not laughing at the joke, but more the extensive eyebrow raising and up and down of, of Jason's face, which does not convert on a, does not convey on a on an audio medium. But for me, it was great. Unclear if that footnote will make the final cut show, but yeah, continue. <laughs> um. 
So yeah. Anyways, where were we? Uh, I'm all I'm all about looking at butts on Melrose. That's looking good. Uh, no, no. But yeah, Stephen Dorff. He 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 did the whole video shirtless. He was wearing some like wide leg flare jeans. The underwear was showing. The body was not looking perfect, but it was looking good enough. He could he could lose a seven. No, I just think that's Dorff's whole thing. So we were on the, on the last episode. We were talking about different. Uh, did you listen to the most recent episode? Is it the one on one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 listen to that. We one. we were talking about potential acts that would have been a better Super Bowl performer. You know, I heard that, and Chris kept saying, "Well, they did it before," but it's like people do it before, like the like people do, do it multiple repeat. times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. There's too many people in the world. Like that's that's silly to me. Well, you guys have seen it now, so what do you think? Because before it was. It was your it was your thoughts before we watched the, it. Jason and I, it. luckily, luckily for the listeners, Jason and I did watch it together, socially distanced. I'm sure. Yeah, we were laying. Yeah, yeah. I have I was, a very big couch. It's sectional. <laughs> I I liked it a lot. I thought he was much more compelling than I than I expected. You know, over overall, I thought it was good. I mean, we talked about it with you though, and it's like I don't think that people fully understand how difficult that is to pull off as someone who's participated in it before. It's, it, I mean, it's a hard show, and I think it's, I think he did a really, really great job, and I think the people that worked on it did a really great job. Like, as Devlin did all this, the, the art direction and all that stuff, and I thought it, it's very operatic, right? Like, it's like an opera set, essentially, yeah. that they built, like, in those stands, but it's, it feels like if you like his music, then you like that show. But it wasn't for everyone, is the general sense that I get, because it's like, you know, I, I just think it's like, if you're talking about, like, a show to watch in that setting, I feel like the, Shakira, J-Lo, like, spectacle that they provide, or Gaga or whoever, like, that is such a bigger spectacle than, like, hearing, like, a Fifty Shades of Grey song sung by a guy who doesn't, like, he's not, like, he's not, he's an incredible performer. He's not, like, an electric performer. You know what I mean? It's, like, it kind of, it's all in the voice, not necessarily in the in the sort of sitting on a pole, spinning around, you know, 50 feet in the air or whatever. He He does one dance move, the little leg shuffle. The little yeah, like a, slide, that the feels Jackson like a new addition thing. too. Luckily, he had the Jabberwockies backing him up, which Jason was really excited to see. Yeah, what I wasn't excited to see—not enough female representation in the Jabberwocky <laughs> squad. It was only males wearing those face bandages. Those weren't real. Those weren't the actual Jabberwockies, were they? No, <laughs> no. Chris refers to any dancer as a Jabberwocky. I did find out that the weekend was wearing custom Givenchy by Matthew Williams, <laughs> and um. <laughs> And uh, Chris says that until Matthew Williams comes on the pod. He's like, man, I really loved what you did for the weekend, man. That was so tight. <laughs> no, no, my shooter, red, Matthew Williams. A red jacket has never looked good on anyone. A red jacket is abysmal. Like that's a bad piece of clothing. It does. That's not very weird. Take <laughs> the and color red. Apparently, and I, <laughs> have you I ever heard told, of Michael Jackson, the the greatest pop artist of all time? No, red jackets don't look good. Red jackets don't look good, guys. Sorry. I'm just. Unless you work in the circus, get it out of here. Exactly. But I also found out today from a, from a, a well placed source that I thought Daft Punk, I had heard that Daft Punk was the musical director, but it was actually. 10 Tricks Point Never. Oh, no. 10 one oh Point Tricks Never was the MD for the big show. That, and I think that's why it was so good. I kind of think so, too. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here on this podcast because I can't let Chris say a trusted source when he's just reading off Dumas. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, no, I no, can't no. sit here and just have <laughs> no, no, no. him talk about... Don't worry. Unquote, Chris, will, Chris will let you know exactly who his trusted source is. No, Cho. The, the Dumas thing was about Daft Punk. The trusted source told me it was 1-0 point tricks never. I didn't know that until today. The trusted source that I learned that from was 1-0 tricks point never's uh, social media account. 
when you posted that I was the musical director for that. Oh, I didn't. I actually didn't see that. I had no idea. You follow and then if you look at his never? Instagram. Yeah, yeah, bro. He's, yeah. he's a very he, talented musician. Jason is. We are your friends. What are you he's talking also, about? He's also the life he partner of Dasha, a guest that we had on our show. Uh, and I think he did a great job doing that. I did too. No, I did too. the main reason why I liked it so much. But I think like for for people who don't like the weekend's music, I just I feel like it didn't hit. Like that that was the general consensus I got. But it's like that show's fucking hard to do. Well, I'm I'm somebody who doesn't like the weekend's music and I was impressed by it. I thought it was an entertaining spectacle and I thought the cadence of the way the songs went into one another was very good. It had a nice flow to it, a nice arc to it. It was seamless in a smooth way, not like a jarring Shakira way. Uh, you know, I thought it was perfect. Did you not like the Shakira J Lo? I don't. I mean, I just I I when I say I don't care about the weekend's music, I really don't care about the music of Shakira. You know, except for the song She Wolf, which is a hips f- don't lie. No, Jason like was so lie. Jason. Just to set the stage, we had ordered Burger Lords. We were on the couch. Jason was wearing his green throwing fits shorts, and I did notice when the weekend came out. Well, at the end of his performance, was he wearing the boots too, or no? Jason did have a chub. Uh, I did notice the chub. So the weekend performance did receive a, a standing ovation from them jeans, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, which is- yeah, I was at full mast in my rock star skinnies <laughs> watching the weekend. And one one thing that I get absolutely... <laughs> if it's one thing I get rock hard for, it's, uh, it's, it's an A-plus musical direction. <laughs> Credit given where credit is due. What the fuck is happening right now? Not the oh. rock star skinnies. Sorry, Jason knows there's a few triggers for me that'll make me chuckle. And <laughs> Rockstar Skinnies is one The Subi comments in one of the pods recently I found highly enjoyable. Mm. Just Subi shots across the board. Bro, Subi was good, Su- wasn't it? Subi is back, bro. You'll see it out here everywhere. You probably see it, Cho, because you're shopping in the same place as those guys are. No. You, you mean you mean uh popular uh boutique Jeffrey? <laughs> No, oh, you Jeffrey not, Jeffrey's <laughs> closed. R.I.P. to the God, Atlanta Zone. No, J- Cho, we know you pull up at Keith on a Saturday like it's nothing with the cha-cha matcha steaming. Well, you know, I usually text Ronnie directly for my goods. You know, just hit him on the side. I know you text Ronnie on his Samsung to get skip the line at the cereal <laughs> bar, but for the clothes, I think you got to. That's a little harder. Chris, Chris, you be texting Tom Brown on his Samsung though, so you can't fire shots on the Sammy. You're right. Well, actually, I, I, I only, I'm the uh, only one who's keeping it real in this podcast, baby. I got an iPhone. No, me, Apple. me and Tom, me and Tom actually communicate via letter. <laughs> you, you guys know I love Tom Brown, but the Arc Digest of his home, like at ten years ago or whatever, where he has the single twin bed as his bed, classic. was classic. Truly, does frightening. he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, he's a, I mean, he. He is a he's not a big dude by any means, but it's like to have the single twin bed is like it looked like a military bed almost. And it was does he I, explain his reasoning why he does that? No, oh, they acted like not. it was normal, and it was fucking. It was like why is no one asking him how do you have such a small? There was a big. Bed? He did this. He did a Vanity Fair thing this week that, and he was a big Peloton user. And now I'm desperate to find out who Tom's favorite Peloton instructor is. I'm really. I mean, I think write I'm, There's the story, Chris. Yeah, you've write him the, a letter. You've got the access. Yeah, write him a letter. See, he'll respond in <laughs> three to five business days, and it'll be great. Can yeah, you send th- him a direct message on Peloton? <laughs> oh, what if I did a full interview via direct message on Peloton? I don't think Peloton has that. That's a good idea. Tommy B sixty nine at Peloton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what? What? Find his handle. 
I mean, I could, I can find it. I, I'm, um, I, I don't. The real Tom Brown. Unfortunately, everything is a social media network now, so I wouldn't be surprised if Peloton did offer DM services. Yeah, I mean, there's somebody right now who's pulling some, pulling some pussy off Peloton PMs. It's Al, it's, it's <laughs> Alex Trusant. It's the hot instructor we're trying to get on the podcast. The star. Jason, do you remember the first time I met Chris? I, n- I don't think I remember now, but I would love to hear. It was at Chris's book reading um, at an Urban Outfitters in Los Angeles, and space I fifteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah put some I respect. Went, it was space fifteen twenty, not Urban Outfitters. You know, it's different. Well, no, it was an Urban <laughs> Outfitters, wasn't it? <laughs> it's it's space fifteen twenty. It's a concept from the Urban Outfitters family. Oh yeah, yeah true. And I, so I went because I think I was meeting like jason or someone because like there's gonna be free food like mm-hmm. let's go hang out and then i was like this guy's reading a book at an urban outfitters who is this person i was so confused just like yeah. just, you didn't you should have gone to the one at book soup that one was a little bit more high we did yeah we did multiple we did multiple events just to be clear yeah i mean we love a book tour obviously we did yeah the book tour that that only happened on sunset boulevard actually it's two locations it was a whirlwind one street yeah we really killed that it's, it's, it's crazy to think that we were just at that Urban Outfitters and fast forward many, many years and here we are just talking on FaceTime for the world to hear. But when you when you met Chris for the first time, you had already known of him from social media. I didn't, media. actually. Oh, you I, didn't? I, yeah, so yeah, it was well, an organic discovery. Yeah, because yeah, I'm at, at the time, at the time, I was very adamant about like, don't follow anyone you know. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to just like know all of my friends on the internet. And uh, I did not know about at done to death projects your loss loser i don't think it was my loss i think we've really seen chris blossom on the internet over the last three or four years like really find his voice really just figure out who he is and 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 now it's culminated in this where he's truly talent you know a man who previously was known for working behind the scenes is you know front center holding a mic right now Chris's name rings bells, but they just happen to be very small bells. You know? They're very small bells. I can I, I can go to most neighborhoods and they don't know me, uh, unfortunately. But I, I do. Well, they don't know you until they hear your voice and they, they realize, oh, mm, this is that guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the how long I mean, gone guy. There's a few places in LA TJ and I can't hang out because the swarm, you know, we got it. We don't. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our bodyguards take most days off. So there's places we can't go you know, <laughs> um, together. Yeah. Yeah. We can't go to the Silver Lake, Erwan or Maru together or it's like, you know, it's yeah, a whole it's thing. Like, it's like it's like BTS going to freaking Parks Barbecue. <laughs> it's like BTS going to Parks Barbecue. It's exactly. Uh, uh, well, I told this to Cho this morning, but um and Jason, you'll be happy to know this is a member of BTS Hive. Uh, what are the BTS fans called, Cho? The Army. Army. They 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 cyber bullied me for a good three days for me questioning whether or not BTS had a hit song or not, and it literally was just like people spamming my my mentees, mm. just calling me a loser. And I was like, this sucks. I don't and you're, like and this. You're, and you're not a BTS hater. You listen to their music, so this is a stand on stand crime. I mean, listen, I'll be honest. It's not our best export by any means. And by us, I mean Koreans. Educate these two loser white guys. What is the best Korean export? Psy and food. I mean, I think the the Samsung Tom Brown collaboration phone is, is definitely up <laughs> that's there. Actually good. That's, that's actually a good point. Um, also, the- their technological advances in the importing and exporting industry, their shipping, their shipping container game is flawless. Korean people also made the Three Ninjas movies. Um, three Ninjas, <laughs> Three Ninjas Kick Back, and Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. So I think those are all great. Um, but is there any? God so 
Is there any K-pop that I should be checking out? Because I don't really understand it. I can imagine it's for you because it's not uh, old white guys playing guitar and kind of singing. So I don't think it would resonate. Mm -hmm. Chris's eyes got so big. It's tough because (laughs) I'm bringing thread energy to the podcast. And podcast Chris is obviously very different than text message Chris. I can't. You're learning that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I I disagree. Unfortunately. Pivot in real time. I'm going to have to be nicer. This is going to be a problem. Oh, you no. don't have to be nicer. No, no, please. No, this is no, what no, people no. want. And I'm I love I'm a glutton for punishment, sweetie, in the gym or on the pod. Cho, don't think about your immediate audience of Chris giving you this look. Just <laughs> think about all the thousands of listeners who are loving a good old fashioned roast of Chris Black. Not unlike a slice of bulgogi on a hot sizzling pan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw I I There's hate a, this. Here's my problem is I think Chris is ruining Jason <laughs> and making him meaner. <laughs> like oh. like Jason uh, a true evolved man just you know really just with mm-hmm. with uh, with a sensibility and an empathy that I I, I truly respect and admire a, a person I've known for many years now and Chris just bringing him down to the dregs of bulgogi references and I pronounced that wrong on purpose I obviously know how to say the word in Korean very correctly but I just didn't want to yeah. offend Chris with first my of all I don't tongue. first of all I don't eat Korean food I never had that little bulgogogi um, but. <laughs> oh, so okay, so what you're saying you gotta is cut that. you can't have Chris out there. That was kidding. <laughs> I'm the joking. Korean language. So, David, what you're saying is I used to be this nice little domesticated lapdog, and then being around Chris, it turned me back into the wolf that I once was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's you know, Chris loves being punk. And uh, Joe, you, know, you do realize that ja- <laughs> you do realize that Jason and I's friendship predates you and Jason's friendship. Is that mm. true though? Like, is that yes. actually true, Jason? Guys, don't be fighting over me like this. Wait, no, but is it when did you guys first become friends? I actually don't know. No, we. I, I met him when he booked me to DJ something. Yeah, definitely way before I, I, I met you. Was oh, really? Like 2007 or 8, something like that. This corruption of TJ has been a long play for me, and now it's starting to line my pockets, and it's the victory is sweet. What is the actual? I'm actually curious because obviously we have a thread that I keep mentioning the thread like a it's stupid, but we have obviously a communication line that we talk a lot on yeah but i know you guys i'm not i'm not naive to think that i'm the only thread that's in the mix obviously and so like between that and your one-on-one correspondence is like how how many messages are going back and forth between you guys throughout the course of a day counting the group chat 300 we don't talk but we don't you and i text directly i mean we text directly about work and stuff but i mean it's not that it's not that crazy no it's not that much we reserve most of our correspondence for talking on the pod you know, there isn't really much for us to say other than like business stuff in between, like logistics and stuff like that. For you guys hanging out, and stuff. well, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, like, all right, yeah. tennis, tennis at three. Do you want Maru? Um, is this going up? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just there's just like four buttons that are like hotkeys on our chat. Just like you like Maru, tennis now, podcast today. And yeah, that's it's, about it's, it. It's honestly, it really is that. It's that simple. But we spend a lot of time together outside of the podcast. You know. So. Yeah, I just rot with envy. I can't wait till this uh, novel coronavirus is over and we can all so Cho, you know, Cho, hang when out are together. We get you out of your high tower in Manhattan and come over to California. I listen, guys. I would love. I'd love to. What's it going to take? A vaccine? Yeah. Uh, 
No, I mean, I would go to Los Angeles and just like post up there for a second. You know, obviously, when you say Hightower, it's funny. It's like I, I'm, I'm close to you guys in, in your hearts, but obviously, Chris and I live across the street from each other. We literally well, live so. across the street. <laughs> I mean, just to be just to be clear, you know, um, David does live in a much nicer building than I do, and he owns. He doesn't rent. I just want to okay. make that very. I just want to make that very. Clear. <laughs> let's just let's chill here. Um, David, <laughs> if it's a David, if it's a if it's like a an issue, is it an issue with flying and like being around people going to the no, airport? No, 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 no. I think it's just like right now i'm like kind of locked in on some work stuff and i think until like some of it resolves itself i don't think i feel comfortable taking what i would call sort of like a break you know what i mean it's like do you guys ever have that thing where you're working on something and it's like looming and until it's over you don't feel like you can relax like that's kind of yeah that's the yeah, sort of headspace your, you your mental like these I, I have to do this and then i can do this and then i then i'll be able to enjoy this i've never felt like that actually well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you tweet all day long, so I know that your job is it never stops. You know, you know, much like I tell, much like I tell my father, who is also my accountant, who doubts my career. As soon as I crack <laughs> my eyes, I'm working, and and I don't stop until they close. I don't think people understand how little you sleep because I don't sleep a lot, but like you truly I sleep, do no, not. I, no, I, no, he sleeps a lot. He wakes up very early, but he also goes to bed yeah. before the streetlights go on. Yeah, I go to bed Whoa. at 10 o'clock, 930. I'm up at 530 or 6. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I know you're up early because obviously we have our most like sort of spirited mm-hmm. th- like, you know, conversations at, or early at the morning. peak me and Chris arguing about – uh, cancel culture happens usually around 8 a.m. or so, 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, just to be clear, just to be clear, how long gone does fully support AOC and all of her and all of her important work? So I just want to, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I know you guys love AOC. I know you guys love Fauci. I know um, you guys love cancel culture. I actually, I, I will say though, um, I I do support cancel culture as a person who is very adjacent to many people who have been canceled. Um, I do. <laughs> I do. Joe, and that's actually why are you so why are you a confidant for the canceled? I'd be lying if I didn't um, if I didn't spend a moment like maybe three or four days in 2020 thinking, am I the problem? Is it, you know, if I keep seeing it around me, is, is am I part of the problem? But I don't think that's true. You're, I think, you're a magnet for toxic energy. No, I think I think I've, I've just be, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm an unlucky charm. I'm the opposite of a rabbit's foot. Mm. Great. Okay, so the Jason, let's just go ahead. This episode's not going to come out. Just uh, this episode. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's it, the cancel culture thing is weird. It's like, I mean, have you guys talked about it on the pod at all? Just like the idea of cancellation and how you guys feel about it. I'd be curious as to what your thoughts are. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, I guess can you be a little more specific? Just on the premise of it, right? Like it obviously is happening a lot around us right now. Um, it's 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 very prevalent within. It's like used as a as a as a shorthand for a lot of stuff. Like, what are, what are your guys' general thoughts on it? Well, first and foremost, um, Diane Sawyer should be saved from the bullets. Um, but I, I don't. I mean, I think that like it's like anything else in the world. It's like some people deserve it. It was a, it was a simpler time. Some people deserve it, and some people don't. You know what I mean? I, I think that there's there's things that are unforgivable, and there's things that like you know I don't know if people need their lives ruined for it. But who am I to judge? I, I don't. Unfortunately. That's the issue is that we don't make these decisions. The world at large does, and and the education and knowledge and empathy levels all differ, but the hive mind seems to always win, you know, and and whoever it is loses. If you ruin people's lives, then you deserve to have your life ruined, I would say. But a lot of people have their lives ruined where the crime was not as severe. I'm very split on it where I'm like, I think it's a good good thing for society as a whole because obviously, like, it – 
it's listening to people whose voices have previously been marginalized. And I think that's really important. And like, there's also very, we need to course correct. Like we need, we absolutely need like a course correction. There's a reason this is happening now. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not just, it's, it didn't fall out of the sky. And, and it's like, there are very few things that get quote unquote canceled or like actually like whatever that, I mean, that's the problem, right? Like all these definitions are so like nebulous or whatever, but like there are things that need to be canceled. Like there's nothing that's gotten canceled where you're like, Oh man, I really wish we still had that white dude that didn't get his job on SNL making jokes about Asian people or whatever. You know, it's like there's very little well, things. Hey, like, oh, don't, this thing don't, would have added don't, to the do not do not drag the comedy community down with you. Jason is, as you know, Jason is a big Chris D'Elia fan, and he's not going to let you do that. <laughs> did did D'Elia get canceled? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just fucking around. <laughs> but he is. If you want to see him, apparently That's a me style joke. Yeah, apparently, job. he's at at uh, uh, the coffee coffee commissary in West Hollywood all the time. So just look for the G wagon. He clearly seems to suck. Um, it's also I had no idea Theo had a podcast until Chris D'Elia got canceled. Theo from Road Rules is was a is a friend of Chris's. Theo Vaughn is a is a big podcaster. He's a comedian. He was on Road Rules. I didn't. Yeah. I just know him as a comedian. He's a, he's actually a pretty funny guy. You know him as a comedian? Isn't that crazy, Cho? He, he's he's a very That's famous comedian. Yeah, Theo from Road Rules and the Road Rules Real World Challenge. You know, bro, him I don't as watch. A I don't watch the Road Rules Challenge, bro. I'm not a 14 <laughs> year old. Yeah, he was I, on it when we were fuck 14. Who the watches the bro? Road Rules Challenge? Because, yeah, we, we were 14. He's probably, he's older than us, but not by much. Honestly, it's crazy. I can't tell because, like, white people look so old, like, when they're young he, sometimes. He's a, he's, a, he's a millionaire comedian. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he, he is. He, he makes millions of dollars a year doing stand-up all over the world. He's and very the, po- the podcast is also, I mean, that's one of the bigger pod. Like, I think it's very big. I had no idea. I had no idea he was so successful. I guess good for him, except for his adjacency to Chris D'Elia, a person that we don't like. Well, that's not his. I mean, you know. Well, every every comedian was adjacent to Chris D'Elia before. Yeah, know, that's I true. don't think that's true. I don't think he was actually that beloved within. Like, it's like that is a very like that's that is not like good comedian world. Like Chris D'Elia wasn't part of like the cool comedians club of like those people. That's true. There's that's no true. good comedian world. They're all mouth breathers who are not funny. No, uh, Chris. No, but no. you know, they're Chris I guess the person. Holding his mic right now, like he's fucking Jerry Seinfeld at Carnegie Hall, <laughs> doing bits about you know whatever. Erewhon this is, is first saying. of all There's every no every as- every episode of this podcast is me at Carnegie Hall. Thank you for noticing yeah. that. <laughs> it's you. At, it's you at the local improv, just spitting off the dome, which I know mm-hmm. I know people love. Chris wants to be a stand up so bad. I I'm I'm kidding. I watch though. You know, you guys both know. I watch a lot of stand up specials because I keep expecting one to be good. Yeah, why do you never do that? delivers? Because I have hope. Like, why you don't like comedy? No, I like funny stuff, but comedy isn't funny. That's the problem. Like, I want to see someone actually make me laugh on television, and it does not happen in a stand-up format. That's all. What are things that you think are funny? Because uh, besides the office, memes only. Memes are the only thing that's funny. Memes have have taken over humor. That's the only thing that anybody can laugh about. And the office. And tweets. And, and the tweets. Office. And you. And you like The Office, like in a like in a. I'm not making fun of you, like in an earnest way. No, I like The, the Office, office but I, I don't do. even know if. I, but I don't even know if I like The Office because it's funny. You know what I mean? Like I don't even think it's that mm. funny. I just like it as a show. It's ambient TV for you. It feels like you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah, you know me. And- no, I'm not. Again, I'm not making fun of you. But it's like it's like the comfort of like Jim, Pam, Dwight, whatever are your like are, are yes. like it's like I'm you know. Yeah, unfortunately, we as we've established on this podcast, Jason is Jim and I am Dwight, and it it upsets me. But that's just the, that's just where the how the cookie crumbled. Is that true? Is that has that been a is that canon for the How Long Gone podcast? Let's unpack the Chris 
Chris, why do you think you're Dwight? Please. Well, I don't think I'm Dwight. I just think that's the unfortunate position. Is it just the glasses? or I fall into – well, I, I just – actually, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about this because there is Dwight Farm, Schrute Farms, which feels like a business Jason could have. I guess Pam is more my type of chick, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Jim and I, I'm I'm like the lovable, more lovable person on the show. You know, uh, I get along with everyone, and then you're kind of the foil or the menace of the show. Who's? I guess what I'm trying to say is, I feel like Chris is Chris is playing in the wrong field right now. I think he he might be more of a Michael Scott. You know what I mean? Like thinks he's the boss. You know, is entertaining, <laughs> is lovable. Well, you know, Steve Carell in that show, though, he is pretty. Thinks he's the buff. He is pretty buff, actually. He hides it well. Well, David, I, it's it's pretty clear that you are the the Mindy Kaling of this podcast episode. You know, I see myself more as a as a Ryan, a Ryan the Temp. You know, and loved by Chris. I, w- I wish you did. Co- <laughs> you talking about no, you talking about known stickman BJ Novak. I can't talk about BJ. <laughs> Joe has definitely Joe's definitely shared a a glass of whiskey at a high end hotel with BJ while he surveyed the room for the ladies. Joe, you ever done a bump at a red light with BJ? <laughs> you, you know for a fact I don't do cocaine. Never have. Okay. We, Not even with BJ. Fact. Okay. <laughs> if BJ asks, you got to do a little bump. I mean, come on, you're the you're BJ. Got he's like. You got park coke? Do you know who I am? <laughs> Damn, dropping that succession reference. BJ offers you park coke in the in the fucking chateau elevator and you're not going to do it? I'm shocked, Joe. I'm not you circa 2009, bro. I can't I can't be participating in things like that. I understand, but yeah, I guess you do though. Cho does like to get twisted off the tequila though. He loves that costume. Yeah. I was, Jason actually found that episode for me because one of my friends was referencing it and he found the file for me. I listened, I did, like a, a truly narcissistic doc. I listened to the full hour and a half of Jason and myself and, and Nikki drinking a bottle of tequila on a podcast. And it's, I mean, it's, it's the, a, sim- a simpler time. I mean, it was, it was cool back then when you're like, all right, what am I going to do? What are we, what should we do on the show? Let's just drink an entire bottle of tequila and see what happens and, you know, just hit record and everyone agrees to do that. I, that's That kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore unless you're Theo Vaughn. I mean, except for there's a whole premise of, of drink champs, which is literally that. Right. And uh, right. they kind of stole our idea in some that's ways. That's true. But, you know, I, I guess rappers are – they're less afraid of being canceled. I don't think – has there been a canceled rapper? That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. What, like a canceled rapper? I mean, it's this goes back to what I say to you guys all the time. And this is Morgan Wallen is number one four weeks in a row on the charts. It, it's like the fans. What charts? Billboard. <laughs> Billboard. No, it's the it's the fucking uh, driver's license song that's number one. Like he, they were trying to no album, 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 not song. Was he really? Yeah. They, I don't think that's true. I think I got like, Google, baby. Yeah, Jason, please fact check that for us. No, I'm, I'm, I literally just saw it today. I, saw I feel it like today. they're using like bullshit. Yeah, I'm, yeah med- number one, Dangerous, the double album, Morgan Whalen, Wallen. Number one Billboard album. I think that's Damn. more of a product of like, A, no other albums have come out really. Like it's been kind of a slow time Joe, for albums. Let's not, let's not do this. This man got canceled, like fully dropped by his label and his agents and fans don't care. And that is why anyone can have a career. Can I I'll I'll make a counterpoint that I think that the album sales chart is actually not this is is more meaningless today than it's ever been. 
Like it's like one thousand percent. I agree that it's meaningless. That's not what I'm saying, but it's it still proves that point that it's like well, like if Morgan Wallen went and, and gassed up his tour bus right now and fucking went around the country, he would sell out every show the way he would have, whether he got canceled or not. I mean, seventy million plus people voted for Trump, so there's a lot going on here that like you know that people don't give a shit about people saying the N word. While they're drunk in a parking lot or whatever he did. Can, is it possible in the future one day for Morgan to be deplatformed where he's unable to have a revenue stream? Like concert venues will refuse to produce his shows, record labels will drop him. No, people, I mean, well, the, I mean labels the labels drop are dropped. Yeah. But the labels but like, are a performative label kind of doesn't do, and the labels kind of don't do anything, really, really. Yeah, the labels don't do anything. And I think that, like, that's not going to. Dropping Morgan Wallen the day of a scandal where he's clearly in the wrong is not going to – the record label, ha, what choice do they have? You, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it's going to – my point is I don't think that them doing that is going to bring any change to the country music business that needs to happen. I think it's going to like – they get to you know take a deep breath and they're not in trouble. You know that, That's what it feels like to me. I think there's a younger generation like a Post or a Machine Gun Kelly, neither of whom I like know or anything like that. But like I think they have more – understanding and reverence for things like that than maybe mm-hmm. a Morgan Willen would. I think they understand that that is a clear line because like if you're 25 or something in America, I think you understand the implications yeah. of that word in a way that like I wouldn't put mm-hmm. it on that on on them in that regard, but I think it's kind of like I think it speaks more to uh, honestly to take it back to the cancel thing. It's like I think it's more a testament to the fact that like what you do matters less and what the narrative is about what you're doing seems to matter more in like in 2021 like the the content of what you do doesn't matter the substance of what you do doesn't matter it's like what is the narrative that forms around what you did and i I think that's like an interesting thing for music in general because it's like what are the hit songs today what are the you know what it's like it's not hit songs it's hit artists right it's like artists have like the like travis right probably the most commercial barker artists of the last few years oh yeah, yeah barker courtney kardashian's girlfriend boyfriend um no i think uh like travis scott like is obviously a super commercial artist but like mm-hmm. when it's all said and done like besides uh what's the fucking song the three songs in one what's that shit called with drake um besides sicko mode like he hasn't there hasn't been a song that's like you know truly truly penetrated no, but not at all but if he does a merch drop with fucking mcdonald's like that shit makes literally millions of dollars like not even not even an exaggeration like millions of dollars and he's done that eight times over the last year it's, it's just like we're in a different time for music and culture in general where i don't think like the output is as important as the narrative that you're pushing or the or the sort of like momentum around you you know, which, uh, which I, no, I I agree. I agree. Which is kind of sad, though, because it's like there's no hit songs. Well, I, I think once COVID is done and the roaring 20s arise, then we will we will have hit songs once again. I, is that what your what are your guys' post COVID predictions or like what would you what are you guys planning on doing? Let's say in the fall, if you guys ha- are vaccinated and, and, and all that stuff, like what is your guys' immediate plans? Coachella. <laughs> trying to ask a fucking serious ass question jason and you're telling me coach hella i mean i don't even know dude just go to europe or whatever i don't know travel will be the one thing that we all want to do the most i think i mean but for people of our age where we've already kind of partied ourselves out like we're not like 21s who are dying 21 year olds who are dying to go to the club and turn up and get do kids still go go to to the club i don't even know like like it's just i think i think they're about i think they're about to in a real way like where would they go in LA? Like what is a club in LA? 
like one oak or something like that or nice guys like yeah one oak nice guy all those places. and so and and you feel like those places are like where kids will like i just i I, have, I literally have no idea because like when we were younger it's like like in new york it was like you know beatrice or ken Mara or jane or like all these things were like real like it was like there were club clubs like avenue or one oak or whatever or marquee i guess even at a time and then there was like kind of like more like downtown spots like beatrice gold or not goldberg was a club but like those kinds of things too like there are all these different segments of it but like that kind of doesn't exist anymore here at least from to my knowledge right it's like it i does. don't know it, but where. it always it always does it's just like i mean there was that place lola on avenue a that all the 22 year olds are going to that was like hot you know what i mean it's like that was a thing yeah i heard about it all the time you know It'll just always evolve. There's the China Chalet. There's the there's Tay French restaurant in L.A. that turned into the coolest place to hang out at. Like it's just gonna. Always do you think the evolve. volume of them is the same? Like, do you think there's as many of them as no, when we were younger? Much oh, less. no, 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 much no. Less. It's it's definitely not as competitive. But it's like, I think it goes back to the whole thing about I don't think young people are as interested in partying anymore as they that's kind of what i'm saying it's like i don't think that that same it's like think of like like i think about when i moved to new york and there was like so many tiers of entertainment like that out entertainment it's like even like everything from like misshapes and shit like that to like it's just like it was such a different time of like people going out and i just you know like Mm Like, it just seems a lot smaller of a subset. But it's also, I'm old now, so I don't know. Yeah, there was know. more options. It was it seemed more inclusive. You know, no matter how cool you were on the totem pole, there would be a place for you to go and have fun. But now it's like, you if you want to go to the real, like, everyone just wants to go to the coolest, best party where there's going to be a celebrity. Most people fail, and then they just kind of end up getting drunk in their living room instead of going to... Uh, you know a club or a bar that they can get into that will at least be good well it's like i mean like we're old so like my ideal sort of thing is like if the three of us and whoever else went to a dinner and just like sat there and like shot the shit and like had a few drinks or or some gear or whatever for like a few hours like that to me is kind of my ideal ideal night you know what i mean i'm trying to i cho you're i'm trying to hit the club bro i don't know what you're talking about i i'd go to one oak right now with a fucking face shield on <laughs> okay first right. of all you would not wear a face shield we're, we're no, lucky to get you in a cloth mask my friend I, I i do miss you know you and 10 of your friends all getting together going out to a restaurant or going to a friend's house for a dinner party opening a bunch of bottles of wine smoking a couple cigs having some fun stories laughing lulling, taking an uber home not having to worry about uh not having to worry about driving drunk home because you don't want to get in the car with a stranger Big glass of milk. Exactly. There's, there, yeah, milk will come. Don't worry. I don't. I mean, we, we talk, Chris and I talked at dinner about like how he's thriving now, so he's ready to go out and like have fun. And you know, it's like the Chris Black. Chris Black season is approaching. You know, like it's it's like that Kanye West song. You know, Yeezy season. It's like I feel like Bleezy season is truly upon <laughs> us. You know, he's he he started the pandemic without a podcast and a platform. He was just he was just a guy on Twitter, and now he's just you know truly in full bloom, just getting seeded left and right from packages. You're not even even mentioning the fact that I'm carrying Big Bird on my back all the way to the top too. So this is I, this has been a journey for me this whole pandemic. Okay, so who what what is Kanye? What is my equivalent in in Kanye's crony crony list? Oh, you're Virgil, bro. <laughs> I'm Virgil. Okay, I will gladly be Virgil in this equation, Chris. I always saw Jason as more of an Ivan Jasper in a way, but you know. <laughs> Like coming Unfortunately, out. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't know who that is. That's the barber. 
but he was in the pick. Yeah, but he's the barber. Like in the in the iconic pick, he was. He's like, the he barber. You want to be you want to be I B and Jasper, or you want to be uh, uh, Don C with the snapbacks. I love Don. I think he's Don a has, great dude. Don has some good whip game though. Don actually, Don actually, Don Don actually figured out life. Like Don has had, like he's got now a badass ha- little shouty and some great vintage Mercedes Benzes. What more? Great does a, family. Does a man want? Like just great, it's, yeah, it's, family too. Oh, like, you guys just, shut up. Who cares? Family like, cool live, too, bro. He's yeah. got adorable children, a fucking great wife, and like mm-hmm. seems to be very clean with his. Like he has a garden that he's making juice from every day, and like making fucking mm-hmm. kale juice every day. That sounds tight. You know? Yeah, that is. That is. What more nice. do you want, Chris? Minus the kids, I would love to be the dawn. I yeah. want Jason. No, Jason's Virgil, and I'm. I'm. We're going back to. We're actually going to Hawaii next week to work on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy too. <laughs> is that is that yeah. like a podcast episode with like all just hardcore bands? <laughs> it's just like the, <laughs> the true, the full how long gone experience is like. It's like it's like hardcore bands, and then the the finale is like a Phoebe Bridgers episode. No, it's me. It's me, Jason, Mike, Dean, Emil. Kanye hasn't confirmed yet, but we're going to go ahead and just kind of go down. Kid Cudi, unfortunately, was not invited this time, um, just to save everybody. Maybe I am. Maybe I am the Kid Cudi to your <laughs> to your Kanye. Actually, I mean, like seems smaller, but but does more tickets somehow. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know you've spun day and night a, a fair amount in your life, so I, I don't think it's necessarily the the worst. Comp. I have Jason uh, Banks. Jason Banks day and night on his iPod Mini in the sauna still. The remix, though, but no, I'm. I am excited for for the upcoming Bleezy season. You know, once he can truly spread his wings and really just kind of like take the power that he's found and really use it towards Bleezy. How, how will we know once Bleezy season has begun? What is the bat signal in the sky of Dimes Square to know that that the awakening has begun? Well, I think you know it's the, the the great thing about Bleezy season now is kind of like it's it's bicoastal. You know, there's there's a moment at Dime Square, there's a moment at fucking Beverly and and La Brea or wherever Erewhon is. You know, like you know both it, it hits both ways, which is kind of cool because like Chris previously kind of was like you know an LA novice in a way, and now he's yeah, he's right. truly ingratiated himself, pushing the the i guess well, beamer now he learned he learned the way of the sword as it were i have yeah, to i have I'm, to give credit where credit is due to big tj my shaman you know the west coast the true king of la i would some say dr dre i say them jeans <laughs> it's it's weird to think it's like you know just a scant Eight months ago, we were talking about Chris and his Maserati, you know, kind of like gallivanting, gallivanting through LA, you know, just posting like Instagram stories of of dashboard playing on the Maserati screen, just the mm-hmm. it's a, a, a little crown logo. Shout out to my family at at Maserati. Um, thank you guys for that. <laughs> it's funny. I through the, this podcast is the only way I, f- I found out I had so much in common with uh, producer Bauer. Mm. You know, very similar. So I listened to that episode. I was like, damn, Bauer sounds a lot. A like lot of me. people it's really like love that dude. episode. He Bauer's seems a, like a great dude, and and great I'm hang. happy. I'm, I think it's very cool for him to be nominated for a Grammy. Like you know, years and years after his like big hit, I think that's very cool. What's something that you have in common with him, Cho? That was surprising to you. No, we seem like a chill ass dude. Like to like to take walks. <laughs> I think that's what we had in common. Um, I actually, I'd, I'd be curious. Like, can we, can we, you know, pull the pull behind the curtain a little and see how does the Bauer interview happen? You know, like what is the show the fans what it's like? What's behind the scenes of of, of what makes a a Bauer app happen? A song exploder for that episode. They hit they hit me, and I said, 
I don't know anything about DJs, and then Jason said Bauer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you were familiar with his work on Harlem Shake, though, correct? No, I'm familiar with the name and stuff, but I literally, like, a lot of these guys, the DJ specifically, like, I have no idea what the music they play or, or do, I, I know their names and, like, what they look like because they're relatively famous, but music-wise, I'm, I'm not really clear on what it is. Yeah, I don't, I'd, I'd never seen what he looked like until I looked it up based on you guys talking about his hair and just kind of how it grown out in this uh, novel coronavirus, and, and so yeah, then I was very, curious. Cor- corona has been good to Bauer. So Chris, I mean, sorry. So Cho, you were just saying that you don't think this episode is going as good as as Emily's episode where she was talking about living in Berlin and buying a used car. What makes you say that? Because when you say what she was talking about, it doesn't seem all that amazing. I mean, it was a great episode, but you know, sometimes it, I think in some ways maybe you know, and, and not to get too meta here, I just think I, I lost the forest of the trees. You know, I think uh, I'm too close to both of you for us to have a have a salient conversation that's interesting to someone else because I feel like it's just me talking shit to. Chris, the same way I would on on SMS message or iMessage, I guess, as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, just well, like blue well, that, bob. But this, consider this to be a new form of artwork or content in its own unique way. That Good, you know, great, if you exactly. if you don't particularly find it that amazing, you have no idea how the audience of millions is going to take it. They might be like, "Hey, this is a new form of artwork. This is a new song. This is a new whatever, a new experience that I ended up really enjoying." I don't know, man. It's like I imagine what the tweet's going to be, and I just don't know what the I don't I don't know what the the pull the pull lines are really from this. Like, uh, this toxic makes fun of Chris. You don't worry about what you don't worry about what we're going to do. Okay, we got this under control. All I worry about is what you guys do. <laughs> Our listener base is a bunch of sweeties, and they're going to recognize your sweet soul, and they're going to yeah. become Cho Hive. They'll still like you more. They'll they'll like you more than they like me. Like every other guest, it's going to be fine. I think there are a few guests that like you, Chris. I don't think they all do, but I think a few of them really do. No, the guests, no, the guests like the guests like me. The fan, the listeners don't. That's do the listeners fan. not like you? What is kind of the vibe between How Long Gone listeners and and Chris? Do they prefer Jason, as it were? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, same, I guess. Definitely, I prefer. I mean, I prefer Jason. You know what I mean? If I had to choose, <laughs> do you like, feel like the to- podcast has made you more, even more Chris Blackie in a way? Unfortunately, yes. Like in your regular life. No, no, no. I actually think I'm pretty pleasant to be around, even though the, it seems like it's hell. You're a delight to be around. I, I can say firsthand, <laughs> the, there's a there is a sweet soul inside of that very uh, Chris Black exterior. Unfortunately, Cho, people just don't have a sense of humor, so I don't really know why they listen to this podcast, but I'm glad they do. Well, it's funny. It's like Jason, I feel like, has really come into his own in a way as the podcast has gone on and like... You know, the while he previously kind of like was a little more, I, I don't think he pushed back on you hard enough. Now it's like, you know, big mama this, you know, whatever, whatever that. It's kind of like, I think, it, I think it's cool. You know, I like. So I, you're I, saying you're you're saying it's cool for Jason to make fun of my mother who hosted him at her home. Interesting. Okay, first I, of all, I don't think that's very cool. I've I've never heard big mama as an insult. I've all only heard it as a term of respect. And and the mouthfeel of it is great. Every time I hear it, I, I get it. No, you're right. It is. It is. You know, it it's is. like, I agree. It, it, there's, it's, it's weird though. It's like, he calls your mom Big Mama. I think it's like an incredibly like endearing term. You call him Big Bird. And I'm like, what the fuck is Chris saying? Like, <laughs> why is he saying that to our friend and dare I say brother? Double, 
<laughs> classic double Chris double standard where I can't win. You know what I mean? It's just it's classic. It's just, well, you know, like you were saying, the forest for the trees. It, it the the devil is in the details of the nuance of the attitude and the spirit and 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 people with a genuine heart, soul, and spirit could recognize that in another person like myself and you, Chris. It's you, you have the soul and the spirit inside of you, but the barrier to get through is just a little bit tougher. Maybe we yeah. need to, you know, let let your guard down a little bit more. It is a nice suede. Um, I agree. It's not it's not a, like a leather, but it is tougher to get through. Yeah, hang the armor up every once in a while, King. You're here. You're a fan. Well, that's what I was hoping this podcast would be in a lot of ways was was a chance for Chris to really let his guard down and 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 really show the world the true Chris Black. The was it Chris Ryan Black? Was it Chris? Is that right, Christopher? Mm-hmm. Christopher Ryan Black. Yeah, it sounds yeah, it's royal. Like, I know. You know, it's it's. Could we could we could we break the fourth wall a little bit and like really let people in? You know, let the listeners in and let them know who the real Christopher Ryan Black is. You know, the sweetie that we, that we've we've come to love truly. Well, Cho, thank you for joining us. Um, I have a call. I have a call. <laughs> that, to make Chris, unless so I, unless that call is with your therapist, we're not getting off. I no, I, I really do have a call. Let's just unpack a few things, Chris. Do you actually we have went, a call, Chris? Yeah, we went over. We Bro, already we went over have, 15 minutes. We only have 25 good minutes in this. Like Jason's going to have no, to No, no. No. I, I, leg, I legit don't think this episode is good. As a person, like I know when things are like I do are good or bad. This is not good. Jason, was it bad? No, it was not bad. Luckily for you, Cho, my opinion on whether or not the episode is good or bad <laughs> is the only one that matters. I am the gatekeeper. I am be, I will be able to take a turd and polish it but luckily this episode was not even a turd so i'm going to take a nice piece of sterling silver and make it even more shiny thanks for well, that well jason you let you precious let me, metals are on the rise you let what? me know if i need to do any sort of uh if i need to ad i pick up anything you know fill some gaps you know we don't kind of do, like we don't do that things. here this is kind of like a raw kind of vibe David, we need we need you to come in and do a clean um bleasy season <laughs> We, um, I had a little. I heard a, a a dump truck driving by your window when you said that. I just want to get that clean. Thanks. Listen, I, I do. I do truly think Bleezy season is upon us. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like Bleezy season happened a little while ago when when you were talk, when you were mentioning Chris Black in L.A. with the Maserati being just way too naughty for his own good. I think that was peak Bleezy season. But I think maybe he's. He's cracked out of that shell. You know how like the hermit crab will have to leave one shell to go into another? That was him cracking that shell with his with his might and his strength that he gets from his gymnastics. And now he's 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 found his new shell. He's moving in, he's painting the walls, and he's gonna get a, a Prada uh, a Prada or not a not neon sign right above the fireplace. Well, I, to me it's like the Maserati Chris was in some ways uh Bleezus's graduation. You know, like that was mm. his graduation album. You know, I think we Ooh. we saw we saw the 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 dark twisted decator mm. era. And you know, now I think mm. we're 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 about to hit true Bleezus. You know, it's mm. like an, an <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying he's definitely in his zone right now. Yeah, I mean, it's this like, is we're, Cho, no, Cho. Cho more than anyone can recognize album mode, and he's saying I'm in album mode. I, well, listen, I, I, as through some private conversations with Chris, I do know that there are just big things on the horizon, and I think yeah. Bleezy season it's fast approaching. I hope the world is ready. 
you know, I hope everyone's ready for, for, for what's going to come. And, and they're not. You know, it's like you think you're ready, but, you know, you, th- you think you know, but you have no idea. But this you have no the, idea. Exactly. Yeah, this is the MTV diary of, of Chris Jason Black. I'm going to go on eBay right now um, and get Jason the full Road Rules DVD set so you can kind of just catch up with us, Joe, and, and get on our level. I'm all set, guys. MTV's best programs. Uh, all right, David, it was a pleasure. Cho Bay Giant. Yeah, we have a we have a lot of calls. We have a lot of calls. If if gonna... if Bleezy season does not enter the fucking how long on lexicon after this is done, <laughs> I'm legitimately going to be upset. We will. I will will it into existence. Don't worry. Wait, it takes. It only takes. It only takes one of us. Uh, Cho, thank you for joining us. Everybody, follow David on Instagram and and uh, Twitter at David Cho. Yeah. C H O. Do you want to direct or signal boost any achievements or content out there to the world? Yeah, I would just say um, if everyone could follow my favorite Twitter account at Done to Death Projects, I think it's really fantastic. <laughs> really, really sharp criticism on culture. Great links of stories to read. Uh, <laughs> just really good content. I would, um, I would agree yeah. with David. I would agree with David on that. Love to see it, and and big shout out to the the fourth member of our of our true table who's not here with us in on audio, but with us in spirit and always in our hearts. Uh, Yimmy Yeo. And speaking of Yimmy Yeo, when you return for David Cho, episode number two, we will get into your thoughts on the word bro, spelled with an E at the end. <laughs> David, it was Sorry, great to I'm see you. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, if you could just, you know, I, just fill me in on it later on. Off, it's off okay. We, yeah, look, we know you have a problem with, with words that end in O and then are followed by E. You know, it's a little personal to you. Ooh, so, listen. Uh, I, just put, I just put that together as well, Yeah, Chris. Jason, exactly hey, exactly. hey, guys. I guess happy Bleezy season. I hope everyone's doing well. <laughs> to all the goners out there. Happy, Mary, oh. Mary Bleezus. Mary Bleezmas, you know. <laughs> okay, you know we don't we don't have to say happy holidays here. Mary Bleezmas, everyone. That's yeah, right. Okay. Thank you, Cho. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Aren't you something to admire? Cause you shine on something like a mirror, and I can't help but notice you reflect in this heart of mine. If you ever feel alone and the glare makes me hard to find Just know that I'm always Parallel on the other side